Governor's Mansion. You're listening to the Crow's Corner Podcast. Yes, indeed. We're back. It's your boy, Adam L. This is Wahameed. The sick cuz, the governor. I gotta come up with a new entrance. Back from the high 80s, you know what I'm saying? New York City, I was in NY last weekend. That's what's up. I couldn't really enjoy myself. It was more like my eye was on a swivel, and I was trying to... It's very fast up there, man. Mm-hmm. Very big fast. Ass, very diverse with different ethnicities, man. And yeah. I won't go, I, I'm gonna just leave it like that. That's, I mean, that's, good. that's a good thing, that's a good yes, thing. You indeed. need diversity, diversity is where it's at, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, but um, if you're not careful, you will get robbed in Times Square. Don't, don't sleep, please don't sleep. Please don't man. sleep. Please don't sleep, stay woke, you know what I mean? And the, 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 um, I had a chili dog up there, one of the best I ever had. Chili they dog. put mayonnaise on their hot dogs, yo. Pass. No, I'll I've pass on the mayonnaise. I've seen somebody do that. Yeah, mayonnaise I passed on, on that. He said, he said, nah. mayonnaise? Nah. But look, we connected because I'm moving fast, right? Right, right. My wife, she's, you know, she's slow. She's trying to, she trying to uh, register, trying to take everything in. Right, right, You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I guess being groomed and now heroes in the 90s, the hip-hop heroes, they really got me in the character up there. Oh, word. You feel so? me? How was that? How Man, was that? I, was, I was on my Wu-Tang heavy. I was like, I was up there with my uh, my, my Tims, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, chili dog, yeah chili dog cheese, everything on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Slash yeah. the mayo. He's yeah, like, yeah. he gave me the pound. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> we went to go see a movie up there, uh, Captain Marvel. See? Oh, Captain Marvel, yeah, I saw that. Um, that was cool. We seen cool. it in, um, I'm trying to get, not not HD or 3D. It's something where you sit in the seats. XD, the XD joint. Yeah, you yeah, move yeah, yeah. and you get punched. Nah, and, and what? The seat yeah, moving, Yeah, the, the seat punch you. It moves up. And oh, like when yeah. it was going into a rocket, like, like when, yeah, when yeah. it goes back. Oh, oh wow, that's cool. Wind, a little breeze. Oh, oh, no, Look at that's this. cool. This is the highlight, though. I, 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 I'm asleep. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm in a uh, I'm in a slump. I'm, I'm you know I'm I, I got the uh, itis. Right, I'm eating right, the popcorn. Right, right. I'm already mad because my wife dictating you know how much popcorn I should have on my uh, how much butter I should have on my as, popcorn. As she should. But get this though. Should. Get this though. It's like always constantly reminding me. Remember you had the dog on black clock. Like yeah, yo. She's trying to saying? look out for you, man. So it's not look, a bad thing. I'm eating the popcorn. Soda. Now remind you, I'm sleep, right? Look. So mm-hmm. it's my wife on this side. You sleep my, in the movie? Yeah, yeah, I get comfortable like that. My old man, yo, this around like ten o'clock. I'm tired. So you saying the movie was whack then? <laughs> it was whack, but I normally my sleep time is early. So look. I'm 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 sleep. I'm in a slump. I'm in the itis. Mm-hmm. Wife right here, daughter right there, husband right there. See it in the movie go. Phew. So look, as the as it taking off, look, 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 look. I'm up, but my right, eyes right. popping, looking at it like right, this. Right, right, right. You don't know where you at. <laughs> you know where you're your life. And then it's laughing, yeah, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> you were you were shook. <laughs> you thought you was on um, York Road and Rock yeah. Avenue. I thought I was really in the rocket ship, like how I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But the interesting thing is, yo, they had a four weekend. We left out the theater. It was at the midnight. People still outside. Oh yeah, it's not like it's not it like here. Don't slow down, yo. Yeah, it's, the city is always up. I say, goodness gracious, get this. The city is always awake. Yo, my wife like, is it morning time or no? It ain't. No, no, yeah, right, right. People just up. You know People what I mean? just up. That's that's how you know you can go to a place like that and you can like you know totally get immersed in that whole and that whole experience. Could you live there? Um. For me, the parking would drive me crazy. The driving in and in, 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 um, in the parking would drive me crazy. You know what I mean? That's why I guess a lot of people commute and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I've been to cities like that before where, you know, uh, the city is just, um, you know, it's always alive, always vibrant, always something to do. It's always like, um, you know, some adjusting to get, you know, to do in the beginning because, um, you know, um, you will go outside, you know, it'd be like, Think people sleep and like no no everybody still up is live yeah yeah Miami is like that Miami is the same way like we gotta go there yo we gotta yeah, go there yeah, yeah, gotta yeah. go there for mad reasons no question <clears throat> then we we went to Jersey got a hotel 
Got up, went to Philly, got the cheesesteak, came back down to Baltimore. That's what's up. It's always good to get out. It's always good to, um, you know, take some time, you know, with your loved ones and, you know, just experience life, smell the roses a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's, when I got the news, that's when I got the news on the phone when we test down, they like, uh, Nipsey been shot. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. And I was like, um, there's like one fatality at that time, I believe, on my phone. It was like two two shot, one fatality. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, <clears throat> damn, Nick, that's Nip. That's Nip. Mm-hmm. Nip is gone. Right. You get that feeling. Yeah, you, when you, that you, feeling. you see the headline, like, you already know, like, this is not going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um... I don't even know how I heard about it. Um, I think I was like on IG or something like that. You know what I mean? And um, you know, I just you, saw, you see the RIP posts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that look like it look like Nipsey. When I was like, I'm like, yeah. nah. and I'm like, you know, it's always a, it's always a tragedy. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, a little disbelief initially. You know, when um, when things like that happen, which is actually a great segue to. Um, what we want to talk about tonight, you know, um, we want to talk about, uh, you know, this uh, this concept of, um, you know, black on black violence, you know, this concept of uh, of genocide. You know, we don't really hear genocide used a lot, you know. Uh, when, do you feel safe in your neighborhood? With your own people, you know, in your own um, in your own environment, places where you, you know, uh, lived in. Um, and spent a lot of time with, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's a good question because I think, especially with the African-American community, um, which is a focal point of our um, of our podcast, that, uh, you know, um, it is a challenge. Like, when you, you know, like, week after week, we have these interesting topics and these interesting um, conversations. And, like, you take a step back and think about all of the challenges, you know, um, you know, it is daunting, you know what I mean? At the same time, um, you always got to find a silver line and I think, you know, to find, uh, you know, what, what positive things, uh, you can take out of this scenario. Um, and with this, uh, with this brother, um, Nipsey Hussle, I forget, uh, that's, that's his stage name, by the way. I'm not he has listening. an African name. He's, he's African descent. Um, yeah, Eritrean, you know, um, yeah. and, uh, so, um. But sorry, people, we, I, I cannot uh, yeah, get it, his full name. Yeah, Somebody can pull it up. Yeah, it's hard to pronounce but, a but, little bit. But real quick, though, um, all life matters, especially, you know, all black, black life matters. Anything that comes from the higher power or the most high, it's, his, it's only his right that life should be taken, and it's only... His dictatorship, how it should be taken. I don't think man has the right to take life, especially unjustly. So, and that's another topic. Don't want to dive deep into that. But um, when a lot of people say, well, you know, niggas die every day, yo. But this is different for me because the impact this young man gave not only to his community but his culture and his race and he he was an instrument to the point where he could have changed the culture of LA itself and and not not giving us not taking shots at K Dot, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole or none of those people that's over there in the West Coast, you know, of this now positive music. The the difference is with this young man he showed and proved, yo. It wasn't just in his music. It's like this is how I feel, and this is how I'm gonna show y'all. Yeah, yeah. You understand I what I'm agree, saying? I agree. And it's sad that he was, um, you know, you know, his life was, you know, um, cut short at the, you know, tender age of 33. You know what I'm saying? You think of 33, and I'm like, yo, dang, like 33 for me was a minute ago. You know what I'm saying? I can't even imagine, um, you know, stopping at 33. You know, um, with children. Yeah, with kids. And the thing about it too is, like you mentioned, he was. Um, you know, in an evolution, if you will, like we all, we all are, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we live, you know, we start at a certain place and hopefully there's some growth and some understanding and some insight and wisdom that's gained. And, you know, you, you apply it to your life and you evolve as a person, you evolve as a, um, as a human being. And I, and I think that's what people saw was happening with him. You know, he definitely, um, 
uh, had the background in the neighborhood, um, um, Slauson and Crenshaw, you know, which is, uh, which is, uh, in the West Coast, you know what I mean? And, um, uh, you know, typical upbringing, um, you know, young kid, not engaged in school, you know what I'm saying? Uh, friends are in the streets trying to make money, like a lot of young kids are, you know what I mean? But, and, but one thing real quick about Nipsey, <clears throat> I found out yesterday, he went to a school that's, that wasn't in Crenshaw. He went to a school outside of Crenshaw. And actually, he had a, a friend that was Jewish and, I believe, Asian. <clears throat> and he used to help them with their homework. And he had the highest scores in his class. But they looked over top, looked over him because he was black. And then when his mother came up to the school, she put the school on Front Street, and the man graduated with the highest point average. And he went to community college, too. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. He definitely... Brother he definitely, was smart, um, man. Yeah, he was smart. <clears throat> he was involved in a lot of different things in the community. Um, and so... Uh, he had his challenges in the community as well, you know, and that really kind of spoke to how we get to a place where, you know, um, you know, he's a young man trying to make a way. And the thing that is, is so striking is that that's true for a lot of a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people in our community, a lot of young boys and girls out there, you know, who are coming of age and, and trying to make their way and trying to figure out, you know, what they're going to do with their lives and things like that. And so, um, and a lot of, the story is interesting if, if people get a chance to listen to, you know, you know the story um, about how he and his brother and some friends in the community started a t-shirt, a t-shirt uh, store, you know what I mean? Um, initially trying to um you know have options and have and have other ways of generating revenue you know besides being you know in the streets and things like that and um you know really his uh a lot of what he did you know um centered around that store that corner you know what i mean um it became successful um and you know he called the store uh the marathon the marathon clothing store, you know, and um, when he was asked, oh, why do you call it a marathon? Why, why is that the name? You know what I mean? And he was saying it's just about endurance, just about perseverance, you know what I'm saying? And I'm paraphrasing, but initially that's that's what it was about, you know, that, you know, you have situations that arise and you got to be resilient, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, keep on keeping on. And that's what he was about, people who, people who, um, you know, uh, stay down, if you will. Um, people who stay, um, you know, authentic, um, you know, if you will, you know, so, um, it, it was a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Um, I like to focus on, um, you know, some of the positive work he did. Um, I, I heard that he was, uh, um, kind of piloting a program for inner city youth to be exposed to, um, science and math, you know what I mean? Which is a resource that is not really prevalent in the community that much, you know? So it's like things like that. I think that people saw in him, you know, in that evolution that he was going through being that he was 33 years old and things like and that. And he opened up an um, office for entrepreneurs. Uh, have y'all heard about that? And there wasn't no rinky-dink office um, space. It was like state-of-the-art where, you know, it was like real comfortable, like yeah, real yeah. high-tech. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's some of the little things where, again, showing and proving, taking a little bit out of something. The thing is this, man. <clears throat> you got to have a right team. Everybody got to play their role. And... Once that is strong and tight-knit, it can't be broken. But when everyone's mindset is here and there and separate, that that foundation is shaky. Nipsey was blessed to have a strong team. That's why he came up from the ashes. Master P, strong team, came up from the ashes. Uh, baby from... Uh, Hot Boys, Strong Team, came up from the ashes. The list goes on. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, came up out of the ashes, the mud, shine like a phoenix. From the ground up, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that plays a lot. But before we end the segue, man, I, I, something that's been heavy on my mind, I'm looking at the surveillance camera. 
Now, I don't know if you guys ever experienced being shot or shot at or seeing it from afar. Shock is one thing anyone can tell you, me from experience, that can kill you. That's being in shock. Now, you, you say you say to yourself, this young man was doing so much for his people and his community, and giving them time, it probably would have spread it out bigger than Los Angeles. I'm almost certain. And it may just will, because once there's something good, that's why it's the marathon. Somebody got to pick up the torch and keep running with it. Absolutely. So when you look at the surveillance camera, I won't go into detail the conversation they had or whatever the case may be, but the young gentleman, uh, I forgot his name. Who's the shooter? Accused shooter? I don't know. We're not going to mention his Hilton, name. Really. Hilton or something like that. But, I mean, we can mention it because it's all over the media. I mean, alleged. Media. Alleged. But my thing is, uh, it was so easy. Nipsey was so comfortable. And that's the scary thing about going back to the neighborhood. I often, once in the blue moon, go back to my neighborhood on Yarf Road. And one time I came up there, <clears throat> my cousin called me up. He said, yo. I'm not going to make it. He said, yo, but get away from there. I'm like, why? He's like, yo, there's a new breed out there, man. And these young boys, you know, these wolves are got rabies. You know? That get away. Poetic, you, know you know, get away. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I ain't say no more. You know? But the fact was, I was comfortable. You had that sense I'm home. I can hang out in front of the cornerstone lane like this. I mean, because it is this home. Is where I grew in a up, lot this is where ways. I grew up at. Ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me. It is and home. You get your guard down, boom. From what I heard, he got shot in the leg. The fact that he had an argument with this young man, young man ran off, got a blicky, a yule gun, whatever you wanna call it, went past two people. Now, his security was unarmed. I mean, they comfortable. They comfortable again. You know what I'm saying? That is rare. He can pop in the leg, pop the other two gentlemen. He falls on the ground. Young man runs. He notices that Nipsey is moving. He stops. Why does he run? If you look at it, he's running because in his mind, like, oh, damn, I popped them. They're going to shoot back. Like if somebody had a gun on them, he thought they would be like return fire. Yeah, he wouldn't. That, this wouldn't have never happened. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But it was this ironic day and time circumstances. It was like the middle was of the day. Home. It was the middle of the day, like three o'clock in the afternoon. Which is you understand? Crazy. So when you look at real quick, when you look at the 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 the, the video, he's running, but he's like, what the hell? He, He's surprised nobody's shooting back. I'm shot. Okay, let me finish the job. Right, bing, right, bing, bing, bing. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it goes back. I think we had a, we said something like this on an earlier podcast. We was like, it's an old theory that, that we can't blame, we can't blame the white man for everything. Yeah, we could, we could say that he, he, he put the, the Plant, ink in the water. The seed or whatever. Yeah, he put the ink in the water, but we're mm -hmm. drinking it. And more lame terms, it's like, okay, he trained us to self-hate one another. True. He trained us to distrust one another. You understand? Mm -hmm. And that twinkles down, twinkles down a generation, now to the point where there's an old mental theory that I have, like if you see a group of white boys walking across the street, <clears throat> nine times out of ten, we don't want to admit it, and we battle with ourselves. That what? We walk right through them. But if we see a group of black men walking towards us in a certain neighborhood, what's your, what's your first thought? Cross the street. Crossing the street. Crossing the street. And so, like, yeah, um, I think psychologically we damage goods, you know what I'm saying, as a people, you know. Um, look at the Willie Lynch uh, letter. Look at the Willie Lynch syndrome. Is what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Um, anybody never heard of that? Go take a look at that. It'll blow your mind. You know. Um, 
And so it gets to a point where we are psychologically damaged, you know what I'm saying, to a degree um, from internal forces and external forces, you know what I'm saying, things within us and things outside of us, you know what I mean? And and so it gets to a point where, um, you know, uh, we self-perpetuate in this hate, you know what I'm saying? Um, we, we hate ourselves, you know what I'm saying? We don't like that our hair is kinky. We don't like that our noses are broad. We don't, we don't like, like the color of our skin, you yep. know what I'm saying? We hate ourselves, you know what I mean? And this, it has been taught, but now it's it's in it's in um autopilot, you know? It's um it's in cruise control. Now now they got they don't have to do anything. You just step back and and watch it watch this door to ourselves, you know what I mean? And so the unfortunate thing is that we program uh, um, to, they instill program um, of fear inside our inside of our minds, and then we still we fear ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in a lot of ways, you know, it's justified because um, it's dangerous out here. It's dangerous out here, and you know, um, you know, we all fathers with children, and um, I don't know about you guys, but I think about you know what I'm saying. It's, my my children all the time like and they get into an age where um they coming into um adolescence and you know and everything associated with being a teenager you know um that's that's what i'm gearing up for you know what i'm saying so i'm concerned about um having to teach uh our youth how to move through the street and how to how to maneuver you know what i'm saying um in a in a community to survive their environment um we in a constant a constant um uh uh, uh kind of uh, sense of heightened awareness you know what i'm saying when i say heightened awareness i mean like we always in fight or flight mode always in fight or flight mode and that's because we literally living in a battleground you know what i mean um, we step outside and it's a war zone you know and um uh it's because we being we being aimed at Internally and externally, within the community and outside the community, within ourselves and outside of ourselves. So we got a lot of healing to do, you know, as a people, you know. And um, this topic of um, of us killing us is a uh, is a uh, it needs it needs more attention, in my opinion. You know, it needs more more light to be brought to the conversation and. Um, I'm glad we got platforms like this to kind of discuss those sort of things no because doubt, no doubt. we don't see that we don't see it discussed or in the media or on TV or on the radio anywhere really like the the um the relevance of it and how tragic it is and, and what's being done about it you know what I mean um and why why is it happening you know what I mean and um uh, uh, uh it's always unfortunate that you know individuals that are you know um well known and well liked, you know, when they in the spotlight and they're living their lives and they're tragically taken out. You look at Triple X, XXX Tension, you look at um you look at what happened with Nipsey Hustle, but what about the young people who are not as well known, people who are um everyday people who still victims of um homicide, still victims of genocide, where's their story being told at? Um, nobody knows, you know, that grief. Nobody knows that pain. We know about what happened in Nipsey because he's a celebrity. He has a, he has a platform. There's there's boys and girls all around the country, all around um all around the world who, who are victims of this um self loathing, this self hate, this genocide. You know what I'm saying? Of uh, this problem of us killing us. That their stories go unmentioned. They go unmentioned. Well, let me ask you this real quick before we end this segment. <clears throat> That's real deep. I'm about to hit you in your head with this one. Sympathy for the accuser. How do you feel about that? Now, before you answer... When you say it's Elaborate on what you mean when you say that. Sympathy for the accuser. Sympathy for the killer. Sympathy for the rapist. Mm -hmm. Sympathy for the person who committed the crime. Before you answer that, do we put them in our prayers? Because these are sinful acts that can be forgiven if you're a person of God. These are sinful acts that where the person could eventually learn from their ways throughout time and say, I effed up 10, 20 years ago, man. I'm not that person no more. So where is the sympathy 
for the accuser. Let me let me say this. Let me say this. It's to kind of my answer to that is kind of two parts. You know what I mean? One part being look at um you gotta look at the whole picture. You see what I'm saying? We see the end result. We see the murder. You know what I'm saying? We you know we see the um the crime being committed, but look at all the events. Look at the time and the years and the, all the things that happen throughout the whole life cycle that leads up to that murder. You know what I'm saying? So, A, look at the whole picture. We can't necessarily come to a conclusion without knowing every knowing what's the underlying reason, what's behind it. It's kind of like you got to kind of be you got to kind of be strategic in the way you look at things by being able to analyze the whole story. We just see the end of the story. You want to condemn, boom, condemn. You know what I'm saying? But often the uh, often the hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? Often the abuser was abused. You know what I'm saying? And who stopped them? Who stopped the abuser from being abused? You know what I'm saying? It never happened. You know what I'm saying? Which leads to my, my the, the second part of that answer for me, which is um a, a, a saying that I heard just today actually, a saying that I heard, and it says, "Support your brother, whether he be oppressed or the oppressor." <sighs> Support your brother, right? So help someone, right? Whether that person is being oppressed or that person is an oppressor, right? So when a person is being oppressed, uh, um, um, we know how to help our brother then. This person is going through a hard time. They're being treated wrongly. They're being oppressed. Um, I can stand up for them. I can support them. I can I can help them. We get that part meaning, of the equation. Meaning pray for the meaning, oppressor. Meaning, meaning, hold on, it gets deeper. So um, when a person is oppressed, right, we can stand up for them, right? But then also on the flip side of that coin is, and, and support your brother when he is the oppressor. And so the question becomes, how can you support your brother when, you know, he's a he's a he's committing a, a crime or he he is the perpetrator of the crime, for lack of a better expression. He is the oppressor. Right. And and the answer to that is simply this. Stop him. Stop him from being the oppressor. That's how you help him. That's how you help him. You help him by stopping him. You see what I'm saying? They help um, them rehabilitate. Because, because what people don't always, people, you know, don't factor into this to this, uh, this homicide thing, you know what I'm saying? Or this genocide thing is that when you take life, right, not only are you taking that life, uh, uh, you know, of that person who's the victim, but you losing something yourself. Some, a part of you dies. You oh, see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm a part of you dies when you take life. You know what I'm saying? You're never the same again after that. You hear people who are involved in combat and the military and things like that. They come home with PTSD and all sorts of things from the things that they've seen and that they had to do. You know what I'm saying? So you lose on both sides of the equation. You Just know what I'm saying? Just to piggyback real quick. Childhood friend of mine. And, um... We knew each other since kindergarten. In 99, he, could, he committed a body, a census body. And man was at odds at that time, but we allowed our childhood history and what we've been through as young men in the street swash it, but at the same time, you know it would never be the same, but it was least swash with respect, right? And I'll never forget, man, if you knew somebody since, I knew this cat since kindergarten, yo. He's now 755 years. Wow. But the conversation we had on that bus stop on York Road in Winston, I'll never forget. Just to say what you just said. Mm -hmm. He was never the same. It felt like he died. Mm -hmm. come, he yeah. wasn't the same person. A part of him was gone. Was gone. Absolutely. And he was like, that's why I turned myself in. Yeah. That's what he said. I just want I just want to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he was just wasn't the same person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It takes from you. You know what I'm saying? And so we um we hurting people, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I guess the moral of the story is try to get well, yo. Try to heal. You know what I mean? And it's a it's a process and it's not gonna happen overnight, but at least hopefully having a conversation starts yeah. to plant the seed for change. You know what I'm saying? Prayer goes out to Nipsey family. Yeah. And, and his the loved people ones. who 
we lost this year and throughout this ride. Known and unknown, you know what I'm saying? So we got the Hip Hop Review, and if y'all didn't know, this night is about my man Nipsey. So we gonna, we gonna shout out, salute the Nipsey Hustle, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Corner Podcast, brought to you by Time to Awaken the Sleeping Giants, Jim Crow. Check Jim Crow online at jimcrowmusic.com. Like the Facebook page, Jim Crow, and also like the Crow's Corner Podcast page. To check the rest of our music, click the SoundCloud logo on the upper right corner. You know this Jim Crow thing, more than beasts and track, more than self-glorified ignorance, I'd have heard of that. Jim Crow, no. Believe in self when I had no one else. I broke the stereotype, this suggests a prototype. Focus, focus on the classics. Criminal minded, thoughts timeless. Brought up in that wasteland, no more than toxic. City Mad Max, and this is IMAX. And then push your rib back, and the blood will flow through the cracks of the pavement. I rose from it. When nights get colder than the homeless anemic Enough water in the hood to make you seasick Even with glaucoma, I see sick Waiting for the tide I didn't jump ship with some backpedaled in white water We drowned in Katrina Chopper's cast is a FEMA A daydreamer Words fill pictures like reading real scripture All seeing all this water, the nice Templar Reception got darker than the stillbirth retina I'm immaculate, Ray Charles with tunnel vision The blind leading the blind, head on collision Came out of like Kanye determined under the eyes of God I pray to see stars, but not the ones on Broadway But the ones around the Mars Vision all in Mark Repco, I can't let a day go Without just seeing the pain in my artwork Picasso One, two, one, two. Uh, Back. On the wheel still. It's your boy Adam Hill. Uh-huh. Uh, if, if lyrics can kill, 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 kill. Uh, green filthy. Uh, 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 uh. uh. Sexual fetishes was an antidote. Love potions, slow grinding, locomotion. That's like my classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody got that one verse that you're a hundred years old. <laughs> All right, yeah. This is the hip hop segment. You know what I'm saying? Close and then talking about nip. So we have uh, Victory Lap. A nip. You know what I'm saying? Nip from the hood. Dedication. From the neighborhood dedication joint. You know what I'm saying? The joint with him and Kendrick Lamar featuring on there. And I like his verse better. Um, there's a couple joints I like. I like Blue Laces. Um, what's the first one, too? Uh, I like Victory Lap. He got an actual song called Victory Lap? Or mm-hmm, the first one. And Rap Niggas. I ain't like none of you rap niggas. I like that joint. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Like, he definitely had a... Um, he kind of remind me of a... Um, and a Snoop in some kind of ways, you know what Baby I'm saying? Baby Snoop. It's yeah, ironic yeah, you say yeah. that because he supposed to be doing a movie with um, a documentary with Master P, and he, he was asked to play Snoop Dogg's. He was asked to play Snoop Dogg. A, a young in Snoop Dogg, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of resembles Snoop in a lot of ways, too. Um, Funny that you say documentary, because I did want to mention this since we're talking about Nip. Um, the Dr. Seabees? Seabees. Um, Nip was doing that documentary. This part of the thing that makes his legacy so um, so outstanding is that he was he was working on um, uh, a legacy 
in which she was creating a documentary about Dr. Seabee. Um, and if y'all don't know who Dr. CB is, and then correct me if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, because I don't know, um, S-E-B-I, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, who was a, uh, a doctor, an actual doctor, who, um, uh, through it his was, research... He wasn't, wasn't, pra- wasn't practiced. But, um, through, but he knew medicine, and he was informed in the sciences of medicine, you know what I mean? And he created, um... Allegedly, a cure for what was it, Gov? HIV, HIV, just about everything, herpes. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not gonna say allegedly. But he did. On, he, he, and, right, and that's why I'm saying it's, that's why I'm saying it's not allegedly neither because they the took Doctor Sebi to court, talking about you committing fraud to say that you have you have um, created a cure for HIV, and Doctor Sebi won that court case. Yeah, because they tested his patients. And not only did they test his patients, his theory was sound. His medical theory was sound. When he yeah. broke down how he cured HIV, it was medically sound. What? And so he beat the case. There's something in our But food. hold on, hold on, time out. Um, um, so if he beat the case, right, so does that mean that there is a cure for AIDS out there? And so if there's a cure for AIDS out there, who stands to benefit from the people not getting that information? Pause. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know my proof on that? Big pharmacy. No, but you know my proof. But you know my proof on that? Uh, the Quran says there's a cure for everything on earth. Every every um every disease. Disease there's every a cure. Illness there's a cure. There's a cure. So that that ends the argument right there. It's just a matter who finds the cure. Right, right, and then and, and this, then this this brother happened to found the cure, but right. the medical uh, um, medical community it, 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 and big pharmacy. The pharmacy is big business in and not curing you. It's it, he yeah, yeah, listen, yeah, listen, yeah, He challenged. He, and I won't take too much away from uh, the young man's album review, but or uh, you know. Victory Lab, go cop that. Uh, you're dealing with a billion-dollar industry, yo. Sure. Billions is based on putting a patch over top of an open wound, exactly. if you will, to exactly. keep you sick. Exactly, exactly. And then the side effects from things. Like, if you, they say, oh, this is a cure for glaucoma. Yeah. And then they say, side effects can leave you dizzy, blurred, heart attacks, blah, blah, blah. It's like Blind, a billion. Blind, dead. <laughs> you know what yeah, so, so. Like, the side effect of that medication is worse than its symptoms than the actual illness. And um, it's for illness. you to spend more money to try to cure that. Right, so, when exactly. this brother came, and, and I believe I was watching the doc a little bit last night. I had to get up for work the next day, so I felt myself falling asleep. But um, he was like, you know, a lot of his herbal methods he got from Africa. Mm-hmm. So, and he was like, stop eating the foods over here. In, in, in the documentary, the food listen, in, the, in the documentary, he was like, the cure won't work for people over here, so to say, because of what we eat. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, he fasted for 60 days, yo. Mm. And he said he regret breaking his fast because he had a, a seminar in uh, uh, Philadelphia. This is what the doctor said? This Dr. is what he said to the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he broke his fast. 60-day fast. They say he, he said he weighed 280 pounds. Now he's down to, he was down to 120. Wow. And he feels, he said this was the he, best he, he felt he great. ever felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he said, all well, that weight, all that weight on you, yo, I'm a witness to sugar, that, so I got to lose some starch, weight. Starch, salt, all yeah. the things are destroying us, and they know this. It's an opioid by itself, chocolate, and all these things I just mentioned, we just got to have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and now, negatively impact, you know what I'm saying, our, our health and our well-being and things like that. Fast, but, um, people, fast. And the fast is coming up soon in yeah, May. So you know fast, please, fast. But, um, real yeah. quick, real quick, the, 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 the fast of the prophet David, he's known as David in, in, in other holy books. We call him Daoud, David. He fasts. Mondays and Thursdays, his whole life. You be amazed if you fast Mondays and Thursdays your no, whole the, life. The medical benefits, the and toxins the benefits. that leave your body, the medical, the medical benefits, the spiritual benefits. You'll be a better person. You look at, you'll be looking at life a little better. But real quick, go cut the victory lap. My favorite joints on here. 
Rap niggas, dedication, of course. <laughs> Blue laces. Rap niggas. Uh, hustle and motivation, that's a dope one, too. And uh, this fits his, his legacy, too. Grinding all my life. Right. That's what the, the Marathon Company was basically illustrating that. Uh-huh. It was a lifelong process. And that's kind of what I take away from, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, the brother's legacy. It's just that you just got to keep going, you know what I'm saying? No matter what situation you win, you know, um, peaks or valleys, you know, life is a circular thing. Life happens in circular circular um, patterns, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you up and sometimes you down. And then you back up again, you know what I'm saying? And so you just got to keep at it. There's a war going on outside. You know what I'm saying? No one is safe from. Can we talk about two? Um, Can we talk about two? So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So the brother passed. And so people are trying to equate the conspiracy with Dr. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't even I mean, start I mean, that. look, look, look. I ain't, I ain't going to necessarily Nipsey rule died. it out. N- Listen, Nipsey died. Real talk. I'm going to keep 100 with y'all, yo. Nipsey died on some nigga shit. Nipsey died on some ignorant hood nigga shit, yo. Jealousy, envy, and regardless you want to say it was in his circle or he was too easy to get to or he laid, you know, let his guard down, he died on some envious, jealous That's all that was, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the thing about it. This thing about it, no doubt we see what happened. To me, it kind of looks and feels that way. Um, but also, I wouldn't, I like the fact that you know, um, well, I don't like it, but it's unfortunate in these times when things are happening like this. But we're bringing back to attention the idea that, um, you know, people are benefiting from our death, yo. People are benefiting from our death, yo. And so, yeah. when it, so when it boils down to um, documentaries and things like that about this man, um, I hope interest in Dr. Shibi goes through the roof, you know what I'm saying? And I hope that um, the documentary gets made, you know? And shout out to Nick Cannon who um, is saying that he's going to continue that legacy of completing the documentary that Nip wanted to do, Nip wanted to do for, um, you know, for, in honor of Dr. Shibi. So all that, you know what I'm saying, um, lets us know that this this guy's music was amazing. Um, it was phenomenal in a lot of ways. And also that what's important to take away from this is that give back. Give back to your community, you know what I'm saying? Give back to, to, to your man. people, you know and what I'm saying? You know, me personally, I only want to continue to talk about it. We got to, mm. sometime this spring, all of us collectively... Um, Go feed the poor or $25, all it takes is $25 a piece from all of us. We go to Artie's or whatever, and, you know, we have... Oh, we just... You can buy volunteer. a catering. You can a catering. Yeah, we just buy a catering service and and uh, post up somewhere downtown or whatever. And and just feed, the feed poor. people. Just feed, feed people, people. You know man. what I'm saying? Because in the day, you hungry, eat. Hurt, everybody, you know? everybody's hungry. Everybody. You know what I'm and we gotta eat. Everybody gotta eat every day. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, we kind of took a sidebar, but a, a, a notable sidebar. I'm down with that sidebar. Um, but getting back to the music real fast, um, I want to mention one of my favorite songs, and I think was the song that introduced me to Nipsey Hussle was um, uh, a song he did with Rick Ross and Stiley called um, Fountain of Youth. I sent y'all that. I sent y'all the link. Um, I sent you the link of that song. No, I gotta look at it. Yeah, it's called Fountain of Youth, you know, um, featuring Rick Ross and Stiley. And um, the beat is amazing. The verses are amazing. And I'm like, yo, who is this third guy? I ain't, I, ain't, I never heard of the third guy before. And it was Nipsey, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, you know, I'm working with something. You know what I mean? Um, that's one of my favorite joints. You never heard that? Check out Fountain of Youth. Rick does his and thing, Stiley does his thing. It was a joint that he featured on uh, Jadika's last album, Top 5 Did All Live, that joint tight too. Oh, yeah, Featuring Jadika. Nipsey, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that ends our segment. Uh, we go to the last one, Eating Crows, and... Uh, yeah, I already know who I got. Since this this night is about Nipsey, uh, Eric Holder. He's eating crows. <laughs> Eric Holder, sir, you eating crows, sir. He's about to catch it, yo. He's about to catch it. You eating crows.
contact us at jimcrowmusic.com. That's J-I-M-K-R-O-W-M-U-S-I-C.com. I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong, and it's time for me to eat crow. It's your boy Adam L. This is Waha. On the number rainy Friday. I'm sorry. Sick cuz the girl. Sick cuz the girl. On the number rainy Friday in Baltimore. It's always raining in Baltimore. But it's gonna switch up, man. See, like last yeah, summer, it rained like every City. single day. Yeah, yeah, it's always raining in Baltimore, y'all. Yeah. But the rain is a blessing, I'll take the rain, you know what I'm saying? I'll take it. Yeah, because that's how we get vegetables and vegetables. Yeah, that's knowledge for your mind, that's wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Stop eating on the rain, though. If it wasn't raining, you would be hurt right now. Water is <laughs> you know water, your life source, people. Absolutely. Drink more water, people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Well, today's Eating Crows is we're going to California with this because this is about our fallen soldier, Nipsey. So the guy is eating crows today is Eric Holder. I'm not going to hold you down, sir. Why is that? Why is Eric Holder eating crows? For the simple fact that the act that he pulled was senseless and stupid, and he gained no benefit from it. And didn't he get jammed up? He actually got... He tried to turn himself in in a mental institution using his real government name. Wow. So what he thought that if he went to a, a, a institution that he could kind of duck the police? No, he wanted to get caught. Oh, he wanted to get caught. Uh-huh. Why are you? He why was safe you in the street. Get oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I did hear, yeah, because I did hear that. Unfortunately, there was retaliation mm-hmm. um, towards this guy so, Holder's family. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we pray was, for them and, too. And it's in bystanders, y'all. It's, it's senseless. You know family, I mean? black family, human family. We're all brothers and sisters, and when one crime is done, it's done to everybody. Absolutely. So, but this guy's eating crows because out of emotion and anger, jealousy and envy. You know what I'm saying? Let's just yeah, but let's just stick with emotion and anger. You went, you ran off, got a weapon, and that sense of running didn't occur to you like, why am I running to do this? Right. And then after the act was done, you shoot the young man in the leg. You didn't kill him. You ran off. He could have walked away at that point. No, no, but he ran off. That was the that was that was the sense of saying, you know what? I'm a coward. I may just get t- murdered, but it ain't it ain't the death penalty. I don't know if LA, LA or Los Angeles had the death penalty, but if it is, he's pine or heaven. That's like uh, uh <laughs> or heaven, like that, um, yeah, on training day. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, thing. you know how that pine or smell, son? Pine yeah. or heaven? That's yeah, where you're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> right, right, right. Shout so, out yeah, to yeah, Denzel. Yeah. And shit. Denzel. So, so. Obviously, this man had no training in his day because he thought about it. I said, damn, I'm also just finished the job. How you hear this information, though? Because I ain't hear this part. Looking, you... at, looking at the footage, TMZ. Oh, you just TMZ analyzing they, 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 the TMZ they, yeah, footage. Yeah, exactly, and, and, and analyzing what's going on. He's like, damn it, I ain't finished the job. Now, running through his mind of a psychopath at that time, a temporary insanity, I would believe he probably said, damn, I'm a dead man anyway. I'm also just finished the job. But you had ample opportunity to change your ways. Yeah, you but mean you like didn't. to not go through with it? Yeah, not to go through with it. So not only that you took a, 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 a person that was trying to uplift your community, trying to fact, help your community, and they were childhood friends. Oh, he knew the guy. So Eric Holder, Eric Holder, hold these clothes. Pine or heaven, because that's exactly where you're going. And another honorable mention of eating crows is um, Office said, Depot. Office Depot. You got our name wrong. You spelled it K R I W. We was putting the flyers out to get a little sticky joints on the on the street poles and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. And you misspelled it there. Misspelled it. Now they put some white out on everyone and put K R O W. So yes, Depot. Office Depot, you're eating these you're crows. Eating crows. You have an honorable mention. I too. got an honorable mention of uh, eating crows this week. 
And, and that's all these reckless drivers out here. You know what I'm saying? People, be safe on the road because literally you're playing, no with, you're playing with uh, thousands of pounds of heavy machinery. You know what I'm saying? So um, besides that, like, I don't know what's going on. Is it the weather changing or is people just in general have a problem with... Um, you know, driving or patience, all year like round. all year round. It's all year water. round. Like the, the the like one thing that really bothered me. I'm gonna need a couple things because I've been, you know, like we all do, go to work and trying to get there, trying to get back home safe, and you gotta drive nine uh, times no out of ten, right? And so like things I can't stand is like you at a red light, the light turns green, hasn't been green for more than five seconds, and somebody honking a horn behind you. I'm like, yo, the light just turned green, B. It just turned green. Like, I can't, like, teleport off this off this stop line. You know what I mean? And, and boom. And another thing, when you switch your lanes, like, just make sure that you signal or or um or whatever you're doing in the front seat. Like, get that together before you start changing lanes. Because I had a guy in my lane switch over to the, the lane to the left and then switch back to my lane all in 10 seconds, and then look at me funny because I'm trying to figure out what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? And please, people, do not text and drive. I'm guilty of that, though. I'm guilty no, of that. No, do not text and drive. not text and drive, but I'll be on my phone. I think because everybody you, on his phone You'll be texting, God forbid, and the last thing you text is, oh, shit. Right, exactly. Boom! You seen that Doctor Strange movie and whatnot? Um, yeah, so... Uh, honorable mention is the horrible drivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, be safe on the road Eat and have a little bit of patience when we out here and driving in these streets, man. Right. Eat these crows. And I hope your insurance go up from being a horrible driver. Wow, man. So, that wraps up our episode this week of Crow's Corner. We like to thank all our listeners um, all around the world, all around the city, the country, you know what I mean? Everything. The support, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, it's amazing. It's phenomenal. So um, definitely check out the website, jimcrowmusic.com. Check out the... Uh, Spell it out, too. It's not with a K-R-I-W. I ain't, I ain't doing that. Okay. Yeah, that's office default. Office default. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, check out the website. Check out the, the IG. Check out the Facebook. You know what I mean? And um, we will see you guys next week. Stay Soon. safe. Soon. Peace. Peace. One love.